Welcome back, Mark. Gus, nice being back. Jeff. Gentlemen, nice to see you again. Oh, it's almost like I didn't leave. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, Gus. <laughs> <That's sweet. laughs> Must let's, always be one. Let's talk about the Super Rugby this weekend. Jeff mentioned something about some big scores here. We've got the Vodacom Bulls, 39, DHL Stormers, 6. Sorry, Robin. Thank the and Lord for lightning. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the lightning. Could have been worse. Could have been much worse. And then we've got the Celsi uh, Sharks, 42. Pekisa Puma, 7. And then the Emirates Lions, 61. Tafelaga Griekwas, 31. Robin, your opinion on these games? Yeah, look, my, the, the Stormers-Bulls game, uh, very disappointed from my side of things. I didn't, in, in, in the last couple of years, that's probably the worst performance I've ever seen the Stormers put on the field. But in saying that, um, this is a, another beast, this Bulls side mm. that Jake White has put together. Definitely. Um, they're growing in confidence every single week. And they're ironing out mistakes from the previous week. So I think they're going to be, they'll be a, at the end, they're going to be a threat. And Definitely. they'll be around, eh? Yeah. Uh, the Sharks, very impressed with their improvement. Um, and, and perhaps a little disappointed in the Pumas uh, this week. I don't think they stepped up to the plate like they did last week. I thought they would put on a, a better fight yeah. after the, yeah, the they, Western Province game. They were talking about the, the Pumas exactly what... What Swanee said, perhaps a little bit disappointed in him. And and when you watch the game, you actually see it. They were they were saying the way that the that the Pumas got stuck into into the Stormers last yes. week, and and were and were very confrontational. Perhaps that that sort of side of them didn't show against the Sharks. Although it was nice for the Sharks to pick up a nice a nice win like that, um, get some of the confidence yes. back because it, I think it's a bit of a bruising against the Bulls the week before. And like Robin said, yeah, this Bulls seems to be another animal at the moment. Yes. Yeah. But if you look at, I mean, the Pumas, if you look at every year, they're not a bad side. I mean, they've got a good coach, they've got good coaching structures. Don't you think that it's the way the Sharks started that put them on the back foot? Because I think it was 21 nil up in the first 20 minutes, and then already your confidence goes. So I think it's just the way the Sharks started, and well done to Sean Everett for you get, turning your Sharks around. Yeah, I think also, um, you obviously, just look at the players starting to come back in the Sharks team now. Right. So they're sort of getting back to that side that we saw pre-COVID, you know. So most of the guys are coming back and, and you start seeing that kind of rugby now, um, which has been missing you know, this game. Yeah, this last yeah. couple of, couple of games. Yeah. And, and, and we spoke about um, substitutes and the Sharks substitutes in... A, in the centres coming on made a massive impact. Yeah, I thought Marius Law was really good yeah. on, on, on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, he played really well. I think he was outstanding. Yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and I, I think also um, that, that you was that kid at, at Hooker did did yes. quite well. I, th I thought yes. he, yeah, he yeah, used yeah. huge improvement yeah. um, the week before against the Bulls, uh, and and that's obviously being an ex front row and. And a Ford's coach, um, the uh, our set piece, especially the lineouts for the Sharks, didn't operate so well. So, um, but it, there was glimmers of an improvement when Eusta <coughs> came on, yeah. and um, this week, 
sorry to lose James Fenter, he's a wonderful player, but I think Dylan Richardson stepped up to the plate very, very well at open side. And um, and Eusta getting a start was amazing. Can I, can I just ask something? Um, and touching on our first week, uh, or our second week, I think, when we spoke about the position specific, we spoke about, just by fluke now, we spoke about hookers and flankers, flankers and Dylan yes. Richardson obviously being that person now that switched in between. And he actually did better, if I can call it like that, this weekend being on the flank than at hooker. Um, so... What we spoke about in that specific program, I can't remember if it was the first or the second one when we spoke mm. about the locks, I think it was. So if you go back to last week's game with the Sharks, um, I know it wasn't actually part of our topic tonight, but just a good question is we always sp speak about the hooker possibly not finding the locks and vice versa. So if you go back to that game, last week's game where the Sharks played, would that have been a hooker issue or a communication yeah, look, I've issue? Got, I've got a serious theory about that, and a lot of coaches may differ with me. Um, you know what? He's got all the potential. Let's use Dylan Richardson. He's got all the potential of being a great hooker. He's got the right frame. He's a good fetcher. Um, mm. all, all that a hooker's role can do. I don't think he's got confidence yet yeah. um, in big games to be able to find find these jumpers and that's a timing thing a lot of times but that also you know you can have as much timing as you want at training mm. um, but where you, where you tell a hooker's true identity in his timing is like against the bulls mm. twice five yards from the line under pressure but would that have been know? he a, a mistake on his side or a communication well, issue or how would you, you define it, that it as could, forwards coach we can't say that at this stage it's hard it's, yeah. it's, it's who's who's fault is it analyze it you've got to analyze it's it. a confidence thing in my opinion right it is it's one um, i couldn't agree if, more yeah, also yeah. in in his defense guys we just got to think he's it's actually is really his first yeah, season third third game. Game. yeah you know so he's he needs time to to really to develop yeah to develop he needs time. Yeah. Any comment on the Lions Griekwas game? Yes, I, I thought the Lions played really well. Smelanin was outstanding. At the, <laughs> I thought he was very good yes, yeah. at outside centre. He created, I think he had like three or four try assist passes, yes. mm -hmm. you know, that led to, to those tries. And um, I was kind of also disappointed with, with Greek because, yeah. you know, um, they're normally not a side that just gets walked out. Yeah. So they, they, um, they're always, you know, competitive. I, I, they sort of fell away in, in that game, uh, and uh, but I think they're, they're a team that bounces back. You know, they, ne they they never go away. So they'll get a game in Kimberley and they'll turn it Especially around. Yeah. But isn't it amazing to see how the Elton Yankees in that line side has just taken the youngsters under his wing? Eh? Yes, eh? definitely. Just he's just yes. really controlling things and. Hats off to the rugby. No, hundred percent. And I mean, they they play a, a decent brand of rugby. They like bringing the ball to the wings and, and you know keeping it in the air. So um, it's all good for them. And and I'm I'm happy for the Lions. You know, the Lions for South Africa to do well, all our top provinces need to do well. And it's nice to see them bounce back. Yes, definitely. Then moving on to the the Tri Nations now or the Bladderslow Cup. New Zealand 43 and Australia 3, or oh, 5, excuse me, 5. Mark, your thoughts on that one? 
Yeah, firstly, one needs to say congratulations to New Zealand for, for winning the Bledisloe Cup or keeping it. Um, Bledisloe Cup has been in New Zealand for 18, 18 consecutive years. years already. 18 years running. Um, so for, for the Wallabies to take it back, obviously it's a, probably a psychological thing as well. And obviously when you play in that tournament, you need to, more, to win more to obviously get it back. But having said that, I think the Wallabies were poor on the, on yes. the past weekend and New Zealand, they're still not where we know they can play at, but they were good. But I think you, the, the Wallabies were poor. So, um, but yeah, well done, to, well done to them. You know, you can't you can't go to say that the New Zealand guys are current team that came from the World Cup. New Zealand and and the Aussies, new coaching staff, new, coaches, new players, so new it's players, all new. young players, very young players. Uh, we've, we've spoken about now, that. Yeah. yeah, we've spoken about that. Now, the question is, the Wallabies actually started out well with the with the Bladderslow Cup in that first game. I think in it New was Zealand, a, sixteen in, all. It was yeah. sixteen all was a draw. Then the second game, they they sort of started to falling off the to fall off the bus. Caleb Clark was the problem. Yeah, and then yeah, Caleb Clark was the problem there. And then in the third game, now they off the bus completely. They were all over it, unfortunately. Jeff, we we're talking about the big scores that they've been put past them. Uh, we spoke in one of the earlier programs that the the Aussies have picked a Dave Rennie. It's got a a young side, he's got an inexperienced mm. side, yes. and and you know, let's not let's not pull the trigger on the Definitely. guy yet. He's got he's got something to work with, I believe. He really has. He's a good coach. And there's, you know, there's, there's, we we can't we can't judge these guys on these three games. Um, the Aussies, the Aussies are going to they're going to produce eventually. You'll see. You can also say say it like this: as a, both of them now, obviously they're playing each other. So you know, you look at the one, the one outperformed the other. But I mean, who wants to be a coach, a new coach, regardless of? what the strength of your side is, and you play against two of the top teams in the world. You know, you'd sooner start with a mediocre side and start building up and letting your players get the confidence going forward and that, you know, but that's off to New Zealand. But I see now today, they're throwing in names like Adam Ashley Cooper, that they say, oh, he needs to come now to the fore and rescue Australia. And no, uh, I, th I think I think we mustn't forget um, O'Connor and Matomo didn't play. Yes, you know, so yeah. if if you look at the difference <gasps> in yeah, the difference in that game was was Richie Moanga and and, and yeah, he was Barrett. So we spoke about great. the ten and fifteen axes. You remember when we spoke yes. about the backs yes. and so the the difference in the, in 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 the experience of those two players compared to the ones that they had. Uh, that Australia had that that was a difference in, in in that game. They were schooled, basically inexperienced against experience. That's what that's what, the, boys yeah, that's what that's what it came yeah. down to. They were schooled in in playing in those conditions. Remember, it was raining. It it, it so the the the, the All Blacks kicking game was really good then to the very, point. Very good. Yeah, and and they played in the right areas and and those two guys controlled the game very well. And that's I think that's what was a major difference really. Because if we go back to that game in Eden Park where they were, their defence was poor, Australia's defence, I think yes. they upped that up in this game. They defended better, but then yes. it just came down to, you know, control of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Robin, if I can ask you now, um, in, in looking at this game, do you think that South Africa or Saru made the right decision to not send the Springboks there? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Even though this Australian side is a young side, um, and, and, and South Africa, we just weren't ready. I mean, we were, we were literally six weeks behind their preparation. And that makes a huge difference for us. 
Um, and you know what? It's time. Yeah. We as South Africans put our foot down a bit Correct. and, and yeah. didn't just agree yeah. to everything Absolutely. in the world. And actually said to them, you actually now can wait to play us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because that's what they deserve. Yeah. So if I can just come back to the Aussie and the New Zealand game quickly. Um, in one of our episodes, we spoke about the 10 and how vital the 10 is to get you on the front foot in that. So you look at the, the New Zealand 10 and you look at the yes. Aussie 10. The Aussie 10 made his debut. Yes. And you could see the difference at that level with regards to experience, First controlling the game. Richie controlled it very well compared to this youngster. He, wanted, he was never on the front foot as often as they wanted. He couldn't get his back line yeah. going as often as Richie did. So it makes a big difference, especially at that level. Well, you could see it in the, in the Super Rugby this weekend. Um, Robin spoke about Yankees controlling the game could, for the you, Lions, and you, then you look at Mornay Stain for the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both those guys just controlled the games beautifully. Right. Then moving on to, to Six Nations. England, can we talk about Scotland first, please? <laughs> England 34, <laughs> Italy 5, <laughs> Wales 10, Scotland 14. I think I met Johnny Allen is still celebrating, but I must say it's <laughs> good. I'm glad to give that the result. And then 100%. France 35, Ireland 27. Now, Jeff, talking about Scotland, first time in how many years that Scotland could actually do it in Wales? Yeah, cheapers. I'm just, had, I'm just glad for the Scots. Eh? They've decided... To me, I've, it's, it's my it's my pick in the in the in the Six Nations. I think from a from a what do you want to call it a family tradition, uh, heritage, that kind of stuff. So that's my team. I'm just happy they picked up the win. Oh, well, I think France. Uh, yeah, yeah, put France, a bit of a yeah. They did. France, France, the France, France lost this thing on a count out. I mean, it was it was it was points difference between between France and, and England. Hundred percent. Um, France, I'm showing some glimpses. Young and Tamako was good, showing showing that. Uh, that there's some good genes running there with, with his dad from the who may remember playing for France in the ninety five World Cup. Well, looking at that game Island France, I think South Africa would have had a tough time playing either one of those two teams on the day on Saturday. Nah. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah look the, the the French side for me um I believe is very similar to this Australian side. I think they're going to be threats in the next, or let's put it, the 2027, yeah. 2027 World Cup. Beware yeah. of Australia and France. Yeah. They've got young sides, um, literally the other 21s. And we mustn't forget, uh, the Frenchmen have won the, the 21 World Cup two years in a row. Yeah. So, and now you're starting to see all that fruit of the seeds they've been planting. It's coming through. Um, so, yeah, the rest of the world beware. Get your ducks in a row, boy. One, one definite thing that I'd like to mention is our South African's very own Floxelier, that's the kicking coach at, at the, for the French. Yeah. Um, and you could see, since he's been involved, that their kicking game has changed quite mm. a bit. And they're more accurate, out of hand and towards the pole. So um, well done to Floxelier too. Yeah. Now, a couple of South Africans involved in that game now and, and playing well. Donald, the game, England-Italy, I unfortunately didn't watch that game. Yeah, well, it, it, it was expected that England would, would win it. I'm actually quite surprised at the score. I thought it might be more than that. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah I, it, it, it thought it would be bigger than that. Mm. I, yeah, the, I think the Italians did compete a bit there. Um, yeah, that English side now they they're the Six Nations champions. We we, we knew from yes. from the World Cup that they were a potent side and you know they they're a team that also I think they also got quite a number of youngsters yes. in that side. They 
Det er også et tid, når du bliver dræbt. Jeg var fortunat at vinde de seks nationer. Jeg mener, Wales. Jeg tror, Wales. Og selvfølgelig er vi ikke del af den koldingsstruktur der, men jeg tror, Wales underestimerede de franske. Because all Wales had to do is win it by seven points. They didn't even have to get a bonus point. Ireland? No, Wales. Wales. Yeah. Um, Against so, Scotland? Yes. So, um, sorry, so you are right. So Italy, Ireland, Ireland obviously played France. France, yes. And Ireland had to win by, by seven points. Sorry, my mistake, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that, I think, and they are a good side. The Irish are very good. And I think they underestimated the French because we spoke about it last week to say it depends which French side actually climbs off the bus. Yes. And the French were excellent from, from kickoff. Yes. Um, and that's why it was a ding-dong battle. But for what it's worth, uh, good, well done to Eddie Jones on his English side. 100%. We're still the world champions. Though. <laughs> we are. Uh, Donald, then the SA Under-20 21 Championship. Any news on that? Yes, yeah. The Bulls have, have won it again second year in a row. They won it last year, so they won it again. They say they, a little bit of a come from behind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, but they, they, they've got their juniors back in order now. And they, you know, like and you can see the strength that that they, they're building from, from the bottom. If you, I read somewhere that they, um, also Jack White has got a, a hand in there. They, they, the under-21 coach was commenting on, on his involvement in that team as well. So it looks like it's a top-down thing that's working yeah, throughout. And, and uh, that's why they, 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 they can, you know, put up a, a performance like that to come back from behind and, and, and win. And win it. Mm. Yeah, I think, and, and well done to the Bulls. Um, you know, if you, one of our programs, we also spoke about the Bulls or Jake White bringing back all the older guys to play for the Bulls and in a year or two or three they might battle. Now if you look at what's happening to the structures below them, I think they've got it They've got it right and they're going to keep going and when the likes of the Mornay Stains and the Gia Uplands retire, these youngsters will come through, same structures, same coaching, so they know exactly what to do. So I, th I think South Africa is in good hands. Definitely. As long as the Sharks club them in the final, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Swando, you must come and live in Turkey. This is Blue Bulls territory. This thing. <laughs> you, that, that, these Bulls have really got the brass out. I don't know what for, but yeah, let's see. I, well, I hope so too, Swanee. I really do. Uh, no, we'll, we'll be there. Don't, don't forget the sleeping giant in Bloemfontein. Border. Bloemfontein. The, the cheetahs. <laughs> the cheetahs. <laughs> yeah, I think the cheetahs are going to throw a... Spending in the work somewhere. Any sleeping the line. giant I know is Robin Swanepoel at six o'clock in the morning. He hasn't woken up yet. Yeah, we we, we got them this weekend. On, yes, on Friday. Yeah, so that's that's a tough yeah. one. They're going to come here to show to show us. I think they they I think they're giving a little bit of a little bit of a middle finger to being with this with this pro fourteen story. They're saying, guys, have a look at us. Don't the the interesting the, the, the interesting thing about that though is they haven't played for two weeks. Mm. Right. Yes. So which is could be a. But uh, could be a problem. Yeah. But I mean, they also, yeah. they also a side that likes to run the ball, and they got some exciting players. So um, I think we we we'll have to be on on the button for that. And they got Francis Stein. Correct. Yes. Mm. Also experience. So in concluding this, there's been some some good rugby, high scores, some some brilliant players coming to the fore. Some youngsters in New Zealand and Australia that's showing their, their metal as well as in France. Um, I think we, we're in for some good rugby.
and hopefully we can we can compete with these guys. Definitely, I think uh, South African rugby is in is in good hands. I think we've spoken about this before to say with with Rossi in charge of of our rugby, the vision is there. Obviously, the passion is there. Um, I think he's put good structures in place. So um, you look at our under 21s, and that's where we've been battling over the years, more so at club club level. I think when we get the under 21s right, um, we will be a force to be reckoned with, and may it last 100%. And then, thank you to our, our panel here, all our coaches. Donald, thank you very much. Pleasure. Robin, thanks yeah. for joining us. All a pleasure. Thank you, man. Thanks, Mark. Jeff? Yeah, thank you. It was nice to chat to some old rugby friends. Sharks won, Scotland won. What a time to be alive. It was nice. Yeah. Gentlemen, just from my side, thanks for joining us in the studio. It's always nice chatting with you guys. Uh, what I'd like to say is that um, today, the 2nd of November, marks the first anniversary of South Africa winning the World Cup. So to Rassi Erasmus, Jacques Ninaber and all the Springboks that were involved in that, once again, congratulations. You made us proud. Sure. Yeah, thank, yeah. You. thank you. Thank you. One year today. Thank you. Well done, boys. Thank you from... Touchline from myself, Casper Els, and Mark Cameron. Have a great rugby week.